Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I am joined on this episode by my wife, Alyssa. Hi. And we are fresh off our nice, relaxing uh, Disney World (laughs) and Disney Cruise vacation. No. It was a great trip, but it was anything but relaxing with um, a toddler and an infant. I would agree with that. So I first uh, need to apologize in advance. We are going to be discussing the first leg uh, of our vacation in this first episode. And that was uh, we spent four nights at uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge at Walt Disney World. So we'll be discussing that as the first part of our trip report. And then I will do our um, Disney Cruise four-night Bahamian sailing trip report for episode number three. Um, so I just wanted to start by saying that we signed up for Disney's Magical Express, which we did in advance. They sent us the luggage tags and you just put them on your bags at your house and then you check it at the airport and then you don't worry about them until you get to the room. So that's kind of nice not having to, to worry about your baggage once you get down to uh, down to the airport. And then once we got to the airport, you just give them your magic band and uh, they, they check you in and you, you you can board your bus. One of the things I didn't know is it looked like there were people down at the uh, airport who were signing up for Magical Express at, at the time that they were getting on because um, they had they had cast members there checking people in and, and verifying their resorts and um, it was <laughs> holding up the line a little bit and so there was finally a woman who said anybody who just has magic bands and already got checked in um, come come to this line so that's what we did so the ride was about 45 minutes from the airport um, and we arrived at the Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House it was the first time we had stayed at Jumbo House we had previously stayed at uh, Kidani Village um, and we liked the Animal Kingdom Lodge we stayed there uh, a couple times one of the best things about walking into uh, the resort is the burst of air conditioning that you feel when you open the door because you get off the bus and you just kind of hit in the face with the Florida heat and the humidity and when you open the door there's just that kind of burst of air conditioning that hits you and it feels it feels really nice but that seems to be kind of a common theme throughout the resort and throughout the parks I don't know if that's um if that's something that Disney does special or if that's just a Florida thing, I have no idea. But do you have something to say about that? <laughs> I was to say my favorite part of walking into the lobby is they always had ice cold um, flavored water in the lobby of the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And uh, coming back from the parks or just being outside in the 90 degrees and it's so humid and getting glass. It was different flavor every day. Sometimes cucumber uh, mint, strawberry, citrus, and uh, it, that was, we all would r- run right and fill up cups of ice water that's, when we got back. Yeah, that's definitely a really nice um, perk that they offer and something that is sort of, I think, underrated because it does. It tastes so good, especially when you need it from being outside and walking around a lot. It just it tastes, <laughs> it just tastes so good. And so, uh, the 
the when you walk into the Animal Kingdom Lodge, I just love the impressiveness of the lobby. I mean, it has that lodgy feel. It's has the really high cathedral ceilings and uh, kind of the balconies overlooking the lobby. And if you look through the lobby to the back, there's the uh, the back wall is just all glass that looks out to the savanna and the animals that are out there. And it's just a very impressive lobby. And and I think Disney does a really good job with their resorts. Just with their lobbies in general, um, they're really they're they're really impressive. So um, we were able to skip uh, the check-in desk because we had done our online check-in in advance of the trip, and that we signed up for a text message let to let us know when our room was ready. So um, once we landed at Orlando Airport, we got the text that our room was ready. So we were able to just go directly to the room once we arrived. We didn't have to stand in any lines. And we're able to just use our magic bands to to check into our room and um, and open the doors and everything. So um, we were traveling with some friends who uh, didn't sign up for the text message, so they didn't know what room they were in or if their room was ready. So they had to go to the desk and and check in. So we kind of just walked around in the lobby, um, waiting for them to get checked in. But once we did, we went up to the rooms, and they for some reason didn't put us next to each other. So um, we we called to request a switch, but they uh, told us that we wouldn't be able to do that till the next morning. And so we kind of decided that was going to be <laughs> too much effort because we had already kind of made a mess of the room and scattered our, our stuff everywhere. So we just dealt with it. We were not too far away. Um, and we could just walk down the hall and, and, and get, get things from them or, or see them if we needed to. Or yell to them from our balcony. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We did. We were able to see them um, across the way from balcony to balcony. Um, we stayed in a deluxe studio with the Savannah View. So once we opened the door to our room, uh, we went immediately to the balcony just to see what wildlife was out there. I know our son was very interested to see what animals were out there. And when I first opened the, the balcony, I was a little bit disappointed because I didn't see any animals out there. Um, and I was kind of worried that they uh kind of hung out in one area and didn't really get around too much but th- that def- my concerns were definitely uh alleviated as the the trip went on cuz we had animals outside our room um pretty much the whole trip giraffes and zebras and um wildebeest is as our as our son would say the next th- when we first walked into our room one of the things that had surprised us is <laughs> And this is probably my fault, but we both sort of expected to have a full kitchen uh, that would allow us to prepare meals and just uh, particularly a stove and a stovetop. And so we try to minimize the costs of eating at Disney as much as possible because it can be a major expense. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about what we what we tried to do there? Well, last time we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, we went with um, Wes's whole family and had um, a three-bedroom. So we, and that came with the full kitchen. So that's why we just assumed the studio also had a full kitchen. But when we got there, um, there's no stove or oven. It was a microwave, um, sink, and refrigerator. So we ended up um, ordering groceries from Amazon Now, which was amazing. Um we planned out all of our meals in advance and then ordered them and they were delivered to the room within two hours and it was just a $20 minimum. So we actually 
ended up doing that a few times um, with anything that we needed. <laughs> we ended up not being able to make the pasta and a couple of things that we had planned on making with a full kitchen, but it was really helpful. We had milk, cereal, bagels. Um, we made stacks and stacks of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to bring to the parks and, um, and then ended up only having to eat one meal out a day. Yeah, so that's kind of a tradition that we have when we go to the parks. We we make a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and um, and bring them to the parks and, and kind of starve ourselves during the day. <laughs> but just by eating peanut butter and jelly and, and granola bars and things like that. So, yeah, we definitely stocked up on, on some food supplies. Amazon now is awesome. And once they let you know that uh, your order was delivered, you just call down to the bell service and tell them you're in your room and they'll bring it right up to you. Um, really a cool a cool feature. I really wish we had that here. <laughs> I would <laughs> no, do it every day. Maybe one day, yeah. Um, so that kind of threw a curveball for us because we had planned on making uh, dinners in our rooms. Um, so since we couldn't do that now, the first night we were there, we just headed down to uh, the Mara restaurant or quick service restaurant in the hotel for dinner. Um, it's located just off the pool area and it, it serves just a variety of grab and go options. And I thought the food was pretty good overall. I don't know how you uh, felt about what you got. It was fine for quick service. Yeah. Just, um, we got burgers, salads. Yeah. For what it was, it, we, 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 we didn't think it was too bad. Sometime when we don't have such a busy schedule, there's a restaurant there called Boma, um, which is a, an all you can enjoy buffet and it features a variety of flavors of Africa and I've heard really great things about it and it's, it gets a lot of good reviews. So, uh, that's something that we would definitely like to try if we ever, if our schedule ever permits, I don't know, we kind of pack a lot of things into our, our Disney trip. So who knows if, uh, if we'll ever get to do that, but maybe one, maybe when we bring the grandparents sometime, right? So after dinner, my three-year-old son had, had a long day or my three-year-old our three-year-old son had had a long day so i so i took him down to the pool just to kind of unwind and get some energy out one of the things that i dislike about the animal kingdom lodge is the accessibility to the pool it just it just feels like it feels to me like there should be an easier way to get to the pool from the main lobby i i think there's an elevator right off the main lobby that um, that takes you down to the lower level where the pool's located, but there's no staircase that takes you there, at least not one that I'm aware of. I, did you find that There probably strange? were somewhere, but I felt I, I felt like that to get anywhere. To get to our room, the halls were just so long, yeah. and like one time we forgot sunglasses, and we were about to leave, and just to <laughs> run back up to the room is like a whole other 10 minutes. Yeah. So... My son loved the pool, particularly the water slide. He went he went down it several times. Um, it's one of the ones where it's kind of um, it's it's self administered. There's nobody sending the kids down. There's a there's a like a stop and go light at the top of the water slide where it's red, and you got to wait for the green light to go down. So I I think it was sort of his first experience standing in lines and kind of being independent, letting him, you know, letting himself, uh, decide when he could go down the slide, but he, he caught on right away and, and loved it. And I thought what, one of the cool things that I thought, um, was a nice feature was they provided life jackets right there at the pool. And I just feel like that's sort of a, di 
a Disney level of service um, to provide these things. Because I feel like if you're at just a regular hotel, they might not necessarily have the life jackets just free to use right there. It's nice to not have to worry about packing that, especially since our bags were (laughs) (laughs) over the weight limit. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we spent about an hour at the pool and then um, we, after that we returned to the room to get some sleep because we were going to be heading to animal kingdom in the morning. The first full day um, that we spent at the parks was at Animal Kingdom, which is my favorite of the Disney parks. I don't know where it ranks for you in terms of Disney parks. I love it, but I think I prefer Magic Kingdom the best, but Mm. I definitely love Animal Kingdom. Classic, yeah. So we we used the bus transportation from the resort, and when we were walking out uh, to the the bus area, we were lucky to arrive right as the animal kingdom bus was arriving and it's always awesome when that happens when you turn the corner and you see the bus that has your destination on top of it and you're like it's here and you you all run to the bus i think i made all of us run because we i didn't want to wait for the next one it doesn't happen often right if your bus (laughs) is not there there's a there's a board there at the transfer area um which updates the arrival times for the buses to each resort or to each um place that you're heading to which is a nice feature, so you, you're not constantly just wondering when the next bus is going to come. Although, when you're standing there and the time keeps increasing, it gets a little bit frustrating. You almost wish you didn't know. But the Animal Kingdom Lodge is is relatively far from most of the other uh, places that you would want to go to. So it's far from the parks. It's far from um, Disney Springs. But to Animal Kingdom, it's it's just a quick five-minute ride. So that was nice, especially on our first day at the parks, just to hop on the bus, travel a couple minutes, and then get off right away. So we arrived at the park prior to the park opening, but they had already opened the gates. And I don't know about you. I love the entrance to Animal Kingdom. I, I like the windy walkways that you walk through, and they have all those animal exhibits and um, and then you come up and the tree of life is right there in front of you. I just think it's really, really impressive. We had a nine o'clock f- fast pass to the safari ride, which, uh, in my opinion, is one of the best attractions in all of the Disney parks. Definitely. Um, and I've always been told to reserve fast passes to the, attra- to, uh, to the safari as early in the day as possible because that's when the animals are the most active. Um, and hasn't, hasn't let us down yet. I mean, we've seen our fair share of animals that are out and about since we had arrived at the park prior to, um, it's opening. We, we, we headed straight for the avatar flight of passage ride because I, we've heard how crazy those lions can be. (laughs) And by the time we had gotten there, um, we were pretty disappointed to learn that the line was already over two hours long and it hadn't even opened yet. So uh, needless to say, we did not wait in line. I don't think a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a seven-month-old would have done very well in a a two-hour line. So, um, No, although we did talk to people who said um, it was worth it waiting in the two-hour line. But, yeah, which so just seems crazy maybe to me. Maybe without the kids. Yeah, but I've heard that on several occasions that it's worth the wait. So one day 
<laughs> one day we'll get to uh, experience that, I hope. Um, but the funny thing is when our FastPass window opened, um, if you stay at a resort, your window opens 60 days prior to your first uh, night stay. I had stayed up until midnight on the night before uh, our FastPass booking window had opened to try to get a fast specifically to try to get a fast pass for the flight of passage and i still wasn't able to do it which just blew my mind so i don't know if that means that they don't offer online fast pass reservations for that attraction or if or some people are just some crazier people than were you. just crazier than me and <laughs> clicked way faster than me i don't know i i tried but my efforts were in vain as we did not get a fast pass and so this was the first time that we had visited Animal Kingdom since the opening of Pandora. So since we were already uh, in the area and we had time to kill before our first uh, Fast Pass, we kind of just walked around Pandora and I thought it was pretty cool. We haven't, neither of us have seen the movie Avatar, but... It seemed well done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very impressive. I and I want to see it now. Right, right. And Phil, our friend who we were traveling with, said that it was very true to the movie and... Uh, it felt very authentic, so it it seemed very well done. So the I don't know how to pronounce this the Navi River Journey uh, ride. The wait in that line was only thirty minutes, so we decided we'd hop in that line just so we could say we experienced a <laughs> a Pandora ride. It's also kid friendly, so right. we didn't have to leave anyone behind. Yeah, and that's always a plus. And I I try to book the fast passes for our, the kid-friendly rides, even though it might not be the ones that we necessarily want to go on. But it turned out that the wait for this one was, I think, even shorter than 30 minutes. So uh, it didn't seem seem bad at all. But I was glad that we waited in the line because I thought it was pretty cool. What did you... Yeah, it was cool. I really like the dark rides that kind of immerse you uh, in, a, in a place and kind of tell you a story as you navigate through it. And that's that's exactly what this this felt like. It's... It's very, it's very calm. It's not like a you know a roller coaster where it's gonna shake you up. It's just very um, calm and it's inside. It's dark. It's cool. It's out of the sun. So that's always nice. Kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride where you just yeah exactly yeah down the river it is. Slowly. It's a lot like that. Yeah. And so, like like Liz mentioned, we were able to bring both our our three year old and our seven month old on it. So that's always a plus. After we got off the ride, we headed uh, toward Africa to redeem our safari fast passes. <laughs> but we, the the way we were going, we realized that the the pathway was blocked due to the flight of passage line. So <laughs> the line gets so long that they have to queue people uh, out into the Pandora Land walkway. So it it goes all the way through the 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 ride. Um, queuing area and then out into the walkways so we had to reverse course and go back the way uh, the way that we came the (laughs) the longest wait time that I saw got as high as 210 minutes can you imagine waiting in a line for over three hours terrible I cannot (laughs) so we finally made it over to the safari uh, in time for our fast passes and we walked right on with our fast passes and and as expected, we had great views of all the animals, even the ones that um, can sometimes be hard to see, like 
the cheetahs sometimes you can't see very well or the rhinos sometimes like to hide a little bit but everyone they were walking around all of them were walking around seemed very active so that was that was cool and um our son loves seeing all the animals but the highlight for me is always the lions i don't know what you look forward to seeing on the safari but i love to see the lions and it's always disappointing when you can't see them that well but they were out on top of the rocks where they always are just lounging um, I have yet to see them up and walking around when I've been on the safari ride, but we had, uh, had we had great views of them. Yep. So um, I miss the days when the ride was based on the thrill of tracking a poacher. I, I don't, do you, oh, yeah. were you ever on it when I was doing it? I forgot they included yeah, that. And the bridge used to, yeah. you know, go out and, and they used to have the poacher camps and, and there's a whole storyline around that, but I, I can I can understand why they moved on from that. I think the way it is now, it's sort of a more authentic African savanna safari. It feel. was a little cheesy to have that yeah. acting. Yeah, agreed. After the safari, we headed straight to the Festival of the Lion King, um, which the next showing was starting soon, and. Our family are are big Lion King fans, particularly because of the the music, and so it's definitely one of our favorite shows on all of Disney property. And the show contains all the classics that you would expect to hear, and opens with uh, the Circle of Life, which gives me chills every time I hear it. I, I just love to to hear that song, and that show is awesome. It's it's highly entertaining, uh, especially for the younger kids. They have the monkeys that come out, and they are dancing around all over the place. Um, very entertaining. They have the 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 guy that does the the flame. What do you call that? Juggling. Like fl- yeah, flame juggling, baton twirling, whatever <laughs> that's called. That's really cool. And our three year old and our friend's eighteen month old both sat through the whole thing and watched the whole show. Yeah, and just just wide eyed. Yep. So that's that's cool. It's great for younger kids. Um, and plus, it's in a, a big air-conditioned theater, and it gets you out of the sun, and you kind of just get to sit there and chill for a half hour and just um, be entertained. So that's that's definitely a plus when it comes to um, that show. So next, we went to our next Fast Passes, which was for the Kali River Rapids uh, and Expedition Everest. And on the, on the River Rapids, my son... My son particularly got absolutely soaked. I got, I got pretty wet, but he definitely got uh, the worst of it. And we were the ones in the two lucky seats that always seemed to get drenched, and everyone else just gets slightly splashed. So we went first. You guys went after us. Did you guys? Uh, uh, it was get on wet? my right. It was the girl right to the right of me, and um, the secret is that it's whoever goes down the first big hill backwards is the one who gets the most wet and so she was right to my right and she knew the whole time but you can't (laughs) do anything about it that she was in the sea um so no i didn't get it too bad so by the time we got through uh the collie river rapids and expedition everest it was around three and and by that time the kids had all pretty much had enough so we decided to head back to the resort uh, for some pool time and just some relaxation and we intended on coming back um, for the new, well, new to us, uh, Rivers of Light show that happens at night. 
Um, so we were going to come back to that. We were actually looking forward to that because we had heard good things about it. But after spending some time at the pool, we tried to figure out what to do for dinner because our dinner plans had fallen through like we talked about earlier. So had we known we weren't going to be able to cook uh, dinners in our rooms, we would have made uh, accommodations long before because as it turns out, if you don't make reservations in advance, it's nearly impossible to find somewhere to sit down uh, when you're trying to reserve something day of, especially for a party of our size. So And on a, was it a Friday night? Right. Yeah, it was a Friday. Uh, that one was a Friday night. Yeah. So we, we had concierge trying to help us, but it just wasn't in the cards. So one of the concierge women told us about deluxe burger at Disney Springs and which was kind of what we were looking for anyway, just something, yeah, it was good. um, you know, something quick, something easy, something that the kids would like. So we, we went there and yeah, it was a good choice. The burgers were good. And, but between the commute and the time we spent at dinner there, there wasn't enough time to, to get back to animal kingdom for the night show. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to catch that next time, next time we visit. Um, but it's probably for the best cause we were all pretty, pretty tired at that point yeah we were done so when we got back to the resort we we just put the kids down and and Lisa and I just sat out on the balcony and relaxed uh overlooking the savannah which is pretty cool I mean it's it's nice to they do which we did not do but they do off the back of the lobby I think at nighttime that you can get um night vision goggles and watch the animals yeah, we talked about going down and doing that, but we we didn't want to make our way down to the lobby. We were we were pretty content with just <laughs> we <could laughs> sit, actually sitting on our balcony. See. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't too there dark by the time we were there, but yeah, you could see the giraffes and the zebras. Um, so that was a lot of fun. The next morning, we were scheduled to visit Hollywood Studios, but we didn't have um, fast pass reservations until the late morning. So we kind of took our time getting ready that morning and. Once we headed to the park, we arrived there around 10 a.m. So we kind of just slept in a little bit. Well, we laid in bed for a little bit because our kids don't sleep in uh, <laughs> and just kind of had a lazy morning. We ate breakfast in the room, some cereal, milk, bagels, things like that. And once we got, once we finally got to the park, we headed toward uh, Toy Story Mania, which was our first Fast Pass, um, which is one of the three quote-unquote tier one fast passes that they let you choose from along with rock and roller coaster and phantasmic which kind of stinks because those are really the three and that's i mean i'm sure this is why they do it but those are the three attractions that you really want to do at hollywood Studios. so they probably don't want to oversaturate the amount of people who are using fast passes so we elected to do the toy story mania fast pass uh for the tier one fast pass and uh it's i mean it's a great choice because it's very awesome. kid friendly um and it's a lot of fun the you know the adults like it the kids like it and i'm super competitive so i was my my friend was in the car next to me and i was just trying to beat him uh even though i had our our seventh month seven month old on my lap i was still going as if i was sitting there by myself so it's uh, similar to the um Buzz Lightyear ride at Magic Kingdom, but it's definitely better. Yeah, it's a lot it's better. Like, I mean, it's it's, fun. it's more you're able to see what you're doing more, and you're able to track your uh, your progress more. I guess I should say, but I did end up winning uh, the battle between he and I. But in fairness, <laughs> it was his first time ever on the ride, so I had a little bit of an advantage, I guess. So, um, yeah, just a little bit. 
our son loved the ride and he wanted to go on it again almost immediately but the standby line was <laughs> longer than i figured he would probably care to wait in so we um, elected not to wait in the standby line and instead headed over to the rock and roller coaster um, where we took advantage for the first time of the infant rider swap option which we didn't know about this until i had heard about it on another uh, podcast but it's that's such a cool feature um, so essentially if you're unfamiliar with it what happens is you bring your your family to the ride and you say you know you you tell them the people who are going to ride on the ride or who are going to wait in the standby line and then say you know i want my wife who's waiting with our children to be able to ride on the ride as well so so once 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 you go through the line and and wait in the standby line they give you fast passes that you can just give to your um, to whoever's waiting behind up to three people yeah and and with that fast pass you can bring up to three people um the fast the passes that they gave us for that didn't um expire until the end of the month so right. we could have kept it for another day if yeah. we needed to and i guess i i could have gone gone on again right because up to yeah. three people are allowed to use it so um but if you are going to take advantage of the rider swap they have to see the kids yeah we almost uh learned the hard way um, but they were nice enough to go ahead and give us the passes, even though we did not uh, do it by the book. Uh, it was our first time ever <laughs> doing it, so we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, but they they still accommodated us, so we were uh, we were happy about that. After, so after we went on the ride, we came back and took the kids and from you guys while you got to go and and use your fast passes to go on the ride. Did, have you been on that? You've been on that ride before, right? Yes, that was my second time yeah. on Rock and Roller Coaster. I love the Rock and Roller Coaster. It's crazy. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. And then our our next Fast Pass uh, was for the Tower of Terror, but it was having technical issues, uh, and it was closed during the period of our Fast Pass time. So we found out that uh, anyone who had a Fast Pass uh, booked during the time that the ride was down was automatically given a fast pass that could be used at any time during the day at any attraction. So I thought that was pretty cool. They just automatically put it onto your uh, magic band. Um, So that meant that we had four free fast passes between between Alyssa and myself and then our two friends. We had uh, extra fast passes. So that was kind of cool. But we did have one more fast pass, and that was to the, uh, the Disney Junior live show which I know my wife and I were really looking forward to. <laughs> no. It's a it's a 3-year-old's dream, really. <laughs> no, it is pretty cool though. I mean, you William was really excited and he got to see all his his Disney Junior friends um and he was up dancing and it's cool cuz they the show like is is pretty immersive. Like they have bubbles that come down from the ceiling and they make it snow it's in snows, there and yeah. They do the, the theme songs to Sophia the First, uh, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, mm-hmm. Doc McStuffins, and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, they did not do the hot dog song at the end, which I was a little bit disappointed yeah, about. We couldn't believe it. Ended I, without the hot dog yeah, song it doesn't make any sense. I couldn't believe it. So, but William still Loved still enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like last time we did it, they did the hot dog maybe song. So maybe maybe they change it up every once in a while. So. But beyond those attractions, um, we there wasn't much else that we wanted to do at Hollywood Studios. 
Um, there wasn't really much else that we thought that the, the kids would be interested in. So we headed back to the hotel to, to figure out our dinner arrangements. And so we, we decided that the easiest thing for that night would be to just have uh, pizza delivered to our hotel, which was super easy and ended up being a, probably the cheapest option that we, we had for the entire trip. Yeah, concierge actually gave us a list of anyone um, who would deliver to the hotel and... We picked a pizza place that was ended up being really cheap. Yeah, so that that worked out well, and we would probably we would probably do that again. Um, yeah, it's a great for visit. a day where the kids haven't napped and everyone's cranky. And you don't want right. them in a restaurant. So that night, my friend and I returned to Hollywood Studios um, after dinner and used two of the fast passes to go on Tower of Terror. So he had never been to Disney World, so he really, he said all he wanted to do was go on Tower of Terror, so we made sure to go back and do that, and I think he was glad that he did it. It's not the best ride, but I think it's kind of like a bucket list ride. People feel like they just have to do it. Right, and say they did. And what did you guys do at the hotel with the kids while we were, while we were gone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, the hotel was, had a campfire down out back. I think they do it I don't know, every night or once a week or something. And um, you got they, you got a stick and two marshmallows um, for free. And you could buy, if you wanted to pay, you could have a whole, uh, you could get a whole kit to make s'mores. But um, it was so cute. Everyone was standing around the fire making s'mores. And it's right down by the savannah. So there's, you know, zebras and giraffes and the wildebeests all right ar- behind you, right around you. And it was that was really cool. After we went on the Tower of Terror back at Hollywood Studios, we used the, our last two fast passes to get entry to uh, the Fantasmic Show, which is my favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World. I I love Fantasmic, and they actually had changed it up a little bit since I had last been there. But it's unfortunately not a family friendly uh, show for us at the moment because because we have such young children and actually last time William visited it was a little bit too scary for him um just it has some loud music and a lot of the villains are involved and William isn't a big fan so I was happy to be able to do it and and not have the kids around um last time we came I want to say a year or two ago um there was a kid next to us probably was he three or four years old and he sobbed through the entire thing. His family, they ended up putting headphones and giving him an iPad so that he could be distracted. But he kept peeking up and cringing. And I felt so bad for him because it is, it is kind of scary when all the, the villains come out. It's a little, has, gets a little dark in the middle. Uh, but it's so good at the end. I mean, Mickey Mickey prevails at the end. And, <laughs> and you know, the, the good guys win. Well, that's why you got to go by yourself. <laughs> Yes, I love I love that show. I and I always will. The music so. is good. Um, the music, yeah, is very good. It's probably the highlight of of the show. So the next day, we were scheduled to visit uh, B- Magic Kingdom, but with uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party passes. So that doesn't start until the evening. So we had another lazy morning, and we we went to Disney Springs during the day, and we visited the the Disney store, which is a favorite uh, favorite tradition for Alyssa and I. We we love to visit the Disney store and probably spend too much money every time we go there. It's huge. Yeah. They have everything. Yeah. It 
we always feel like if if you're gonna find something that you didn't know you needed, you would find it at, at that Disney store. So we always like to visit there. And William uh, gets when to we go. pick out his special souvenir yep. there that um, uses his money that he collects in his Mickey Piggy Bank from Nan and Pops. Yep. So we uh, we spent some time there, um, and then when we got back to the resort, we quickly packed up our stuff and and went out to the bus to. Uh, to get on to go to the to to Magic Kingdom, and we were planning to be there at four, but the bus was late. I don't know why. I don't know if you know they were just bringing a ton of people, but we waited for over an hour at the at the bus awful. stop, and we just kept <laughs> on the on the board. We just kept watching the the time increase, and, and we were in costumes, so we were sweating. <laughs> everyone, yeah, exactly, and and the crowd just kept getting bigger and bigger, and everyone just starts nudging closer and closer to the to where you get on the bus to to, to make sure they get on the bus. So we were we were nervous. We we might not get on the bus, but we did. Um, we were aggressive. Yeah, and we uh, we finally made it to the to Magic Kingdom, and so once you got in. We had never been to a, a not so scary Halloween party. We'd heard good things about it, but when you first go in, you kind of have Main Street right there, and and there's a separate entrance for the Halloween party. You kind of go you to a, the right, a wristband, yeah, and you go behind Main Street, and they give you a wristband, and they give you a trick or treat bag. And the actual Halloween party didn't start till seven or quarter of seven or something, but they do let you into the park. Around four with um, with the hell, even if you only have the Halloween pass. Right, and then I think I think at around seven they they stop uh, allowing non wristbanded people to um to use the attractions. I saw them turn people away. Yeah, they're filing people out of the park. Yeah, crazy. Which I I I wasn't sure how that would work, but it make it made sense once we got the once we got the wristbands. Um, so we first headed over to Adventureland. One of our favorite rides is the Pirates of the Caribbean. So we got right on that. Um, the line wasn't too long. And the line for that one, I feel like, always goes really quickly anyway. Um, but William likes that one. It's another dark ride that kind of immerses you and, and, and tells a story. So we really like that. And then we, after that, we headed over to Splash Mountain, which is another one of our favorites. But it was closed. I couldn't believe it was closed. I was... And it actually makes sense because when I tried to book fast passes, when our window opened, it said we couldn't book them. So that must have been why mm, they knew they were going to close for so. renovation. Yeah, but we did get Dole Whips while we were in Adventureland, which worth the walk. We forgot to do the last time we were there back in July, and we were pretty disappointed. So we were happy to indulge. We love Dole Whips. We um have tried to recreate them at home, but it's just not the, not the <laughs> <Yeah>. same. <laughs> we we found a supposed recipe for Dole Whips online, but <laughs> they did not uh, turn out. They did not turn out to taste no. as we expected them to. Um, so we'll just we'll just stick to getting them when we're down there. Um, and then we headed over to Fantasyland for dinner, and and actually it was kind of surprising that a lot of the um, places to eat were closed. They closed them for um, trick-or-treating, Yeah. so there were not a lot of dinner options at all. And I heard one of the cast members say that they dramatically cut the number of cast members that are in the park 
once the once the party starts or on Halloween or on Mickey's not so scary Halloween night. So I don't know if that's true. I just our options were basically by. macaroni and cheese and <laughs> right. uh, hot, hot dogs, dogs. <laughs> which was fine with our son who loves hot dogs. And so we 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 ate. I forget what the place is called, but it was right across from the mine train, and we could see the the standby uh, estimated time wasn't too bad. So my friend and I headed over uh, to the mine train, and we actually brought our our three year old son who was actually tall enough to go on the mine train. And I and since I had been on it before, I knew that it was kind of a a mellow roller coaster, and I knew that he probably would be able to handle that. So. I brought him on it and kind of prepared him for it, talked him through it while we were standing in line, which he also liked standing in line because there's some things to do uh, for kids in line. I think you guys went in the fast pass line, right? Yeah, so we you, missed all that. Yeah, so you missed all that. But there's some things to do in the line that he had a fun time with. So um, we did, again, take advantage of the, the infant rider swap there. So we waited in line, and then um, our wives were able to go uh, we back went, on it and brought our son for the second time. While you guys were on it, we uh, went in a couple trick-or-treating lines and got oh, some candy, right. which is awesome because, first of all, when you get to a trick-or-treating station, they give you handfuls of candy. And also, they insisted that the baby also have a trick-or-treat bag. <laughs> so we ended up with double the amount of candy. And then we also took the baby girls to uh, meet the princesses because there was no... There were not long lines there, so they met uh, Princess Tiana and Rapunzel. And also right in that area, there's the the big carousel, which we brought all the kids on, and they had a good time with that. Um, And Peter Pan's Flight is right there. It's a Small World is right there. So we went on all those rides, and the lines weren't too bad. It's kind of nice about the not-so-scary Halloween that you... I mean, you, you get to the park late, but the lines for the major attractions aren't nearly as bad as they would be if you were there just kind of during the day. So after all that was done, it was almost time for the parade to start. So we rushed over to Main Street to try to find a place to watch the parade. And <laughs> that <laughs> was pretty, pretty chaotic. The The sidewalks get pretty crowded and space becomes very limited. And we have these <laughs> big strollers that we're trying to find space for. So we we thankfully had found a place to kind of just pack in and uh set up shop for to watch the parade which was pretty cool but the highlight for me was the very beginning when the headless horseman rides through the town it was so eerie it's very (laughs) eerie they they dim the lights they kind of have like a a dim kind of reddish glow Mm -hmm. right was it Mm -hmm. red yeah yeah, a reddish glow. It's and very dark and quiet. They have eerie music playing, and all you, and then all of a sudden, you just hear this uh, kind of trotting, trotting of the of this horse coming down Main Street, and you can hear his his horseshoes just trotting against oh, the, 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 right the the cobblestones, and uh, it's yeah, it's very eerie. He's holding the 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 lit up pumpkin head in his hand, and, and it's like flickering lantern. Yeah, it's a flickering lantern. It's 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 really cool. Um, but our son said, what did he say? He thought it was really funny. But what did he say? He said, I thought he was going to be scared. That guy doesn't have a head. He's silly or something like that. (laughs) He was laughing. Everyone else was like creeped out and he was laughing. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then the parade came and the parade was, was, was neat. I mean, they had, um, 
floats with all kinds of characters and and street performers and stuff like that. So all Halloween themed. Yeah, we. It was I thought it was where that Mickey and Minnie started the parade. Yeah, right. Usually they yeah end it, but that's true. Um, but yeah, all in all, a good parade. And then once the parade ended, it was kind of weird. There was sort of a mass exodus right behind the parade. There was a ton of people that seemed to have left the park after the parade. Maybe because the fireworks were so late. They, yeah, um, they had a big, at least a 15-minute break before the fireworks. And I think a lot of people just left at that point. Right. But once, once Main Street cleared out, we kind of moved a little bit closer to the castle kind of the the spot we we sort of usually watch the fireworks from is right in front of that ice cream parlor at the end of main street and we just kind of set up shop right there and just waited the extra half hour or so to watch the fireworks and we haven't we loved wishes the wishes fireworks show we haven't seen the um the new the new fireworks show since they updated it earlier this year what's it called happily ever after um, so we saw happy how ha- the happy Halloween fireworks, which I I don't know I wasn't I wasn't a big fan. How did you feel about it? I mean, they were great, but after last time we saw wishes, and then just yeah. gives you much higher expectations. There, I mean, there's not as much projection on the on the castle. It's it's less of a show. I feel like, and um, I mean, the fireworks were great. Don't get and me I just wrong, like but the classic Disney music right. over yeah and Halloween music yeah we're and we're not crazy halloween fans in general um and yeah we you know the halloween music during the fireworks were was was fine we just prefer the the more upbeat disney classic disney uh music during the fireworks so after that the kids were i think they all felt had fallen asleep at that point so we I don't think they made it I through think the our fireworks. Our friend's eighteen-month-old was. Oh, that's true. She, she did power. She did power through um, the fireworks show. So, but after that, we kids fell asleep in the stroller during we, the fireworks. We headed back to the hotel on the bus, which the bus wasn't that bad. It was. It wasn't. You know, we were near the front of the line at the bus stop, and and the the bus ride back wasn't too bad. So um, we got back to the hotel that night, and we had to pack our bags. It was like 11 o'clock at night and we had to be packing our bags because they had to be um, ready for the 8 a.m. pickup by the Disney Cruise Line ground transfers. So it was a busy e- evening for us, but we um, we got all our stuff ready and and got ready for our, the next leg of our vacation, which was our, our Disney Cruise. So um, that will pretty much wrap up the first portion of our uh, trip log at least the the Walt Disney World portion of it the next episode that we'll do is the um, the second part of our trip log which will be our Disney cruise to the Bahamas and to Castaway Key and so hopefully we'll be doing that here shortly so thank you for listening to this episode and and just as a reminder if you want to follow along or if you want to ask a question or if you want to leave some feedback or just have something to add based on this episode of the podcast you can reach out to me at the dcl dude on twitter just go ahead and and follow along drop a comment and uh just check out the the podcast so i hope you enjoyed this episode and i look forward to bringing you episode number three with our disney cruise line trip log and uh thanks for listening